You're now tuned in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. Quote of the day. The state calls its own violence law, but that of an individual crime. Max Stirner, German philosopher. Hello, how are you? How you doing? This is the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, the podcast that discusses too much of nothing and a little bit of everything. The metaphysical, the wacky news, the history, the psychologies, the social medias, movies and television, culture, what your mama did yesterday. The Cotton Candy Clouds podcast discusses a smorgasbord of topics with a myriad of theories and perspectives added with my interpretation of it all. I'm Fee. And I'm so glad you've tuned in to me. <laughs> this is a great day. You know why? Because we're up and we're at them. Song of the day is 12 Little Spells by Esperanza Spalding. Friendly reminder that on both Spotify and Apple Music, there is a playlist with all the songs of the day from the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. And it is called Cotton Candy Clouds of the Day. Again, Cotton Candy Clouds of the Day podcast is on Apple Music and Spotify. Word of the Day, apoplectic. It's an adjective. As a medical term, it is of or relating to or causing a stroke. As a general word, it means extremely enraged, indignant, infuriated. An example sentence, the coach was so apoplectic. That when the player missed the catch, he threw his clipboard onto the field. You know, I'm a little apoplectic myself. Here's the thing. I, as much, I honestly, you know, the podcast is beautiful for me to talk and discuss and look up things and all that great stuff. But I really wish I could be more communicative communicative in in getting what I have to say out there but I sometimes I wish I could implant myself in discussions and I used to a little bit but now I'm just I realize and this is something I knew I've known I've had I've struggled with I'm not always the best emotionally when I'm having discussions with people because you know when someone says something to me back that doesn't make logical sense or that's so coarse or um, evil, I simply uh, shut down, really, to be quite frank. Or, you know, I just don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. It's just, I really wish I was better at it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just hope that, and I probably will have to practice it, but I hope that I can get better in communicating with others in discussions. Um, I know a lot of people like to argue. And I just can't argue with people that I genuinely don't care for or care about, but, or in general, but, um, you know, I do understand there is, I don't know, I'm, it's, I'm on the fence. There's, there's a purpose for people being able to discuss differentiating opinions, but sometimes I don't know if it does anything because at the end of the day, we just talking. I'm saying all this to say that sometimes I want to talk about things, but I don't know how to do it because of my temperament, number one. And number two, word choice is very 
very, very important. As you get older, it means everything more than tone. It means everything. Words matter. Um, what I will say is this. I just don't understand how any person, place, thing, or otherwise could genuinely want a war in 2023. I just don't understand that. And I think to me, comma, any person, place, or thing that will want a war and want to encourage a war, you come, if hell exists, you're coming from hell, period. Whatever, and it could be in whatever, I don't know what, whatever religion or language that people have created that a form of hell, a location where, where evil goes, that's where you're coming from with it. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you something. People, places, and things, babies and children, we need a peaceful world, baby. Think it, we just can't do it anymore. I don't understand how people could be ruling for all this time on this land and still find a way to openly promote and encourage hatred and war. I just can't do it. I just can't understand it. And I just, you know, I feel like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. You know, when you're looking around and at the core of everything, that's what people are rooting for. People, places, and things are rooting for. And suddenly your life becomes, you just feel like you're in an episode of something worse than the Twilight Zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, Wow. And again, for me, I think for me, comma, it's about how long people have been on the planet. I just don't understand it. I mean, I want peace for the children. I want I want people to be able to hug each other. Naturally, human beings being on Earth, hell, animals, whoever, dinosaurs, there's going to be conflictions. There's going to be things that happen. But at, at this point, 2023, with all that we people have accomplished, with all that we've done, could we not <laughs> try for once to create solutions that don't involve killing, stealing, and destroying? I can't understand it, Lord. Moving on. You know what? Let's bring incense into this conversation. Incense of the month. The moon, it sparks enjoyable and happy memories it promotes clarity of thought to encourage being in the present okay book of the month it's a great book it's called crystal bliss manifest your dreams by debbie brown this book is is pretty thorough um and if you're into mantras if you're into affirmations it also has those in the book and you can even there's even um closer to the back she has parts where you can look up stones to use. Like if you're sad, you know, specifically and, um, and also mantras to use if you're sad. So it just, she's really thorough with it. Okay. And with that being said, crystal of the month is moonstone. And I'm going to read it straight from book of the month. The purpose and the function of moonstone is considered to hold the power of mystery within it. This stone can grow intuition instill patience and amplify feelings of peace often used for journeys that take you inward this crystal has a strong tie to the moon 
and to the rhythms of Earth's natural energies. Love that. Harnessing sacred feminine goddess energy. This crystal is considered the ultimate tool for fertility and awakening sexual desire. It's also a very useful tool for balancing hormones, menstrual pain relief, and water retention. Thoroughly. Hold on. Oh, through widely used. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> excuse me. Through widely used. Though widely. Okay, I'm messing up, God. Though widely used for female issues. Got it. Moonstone can be a beautiful tool for men, too. That's great. As it helps them become more in tune with their own divine feminine energy and encourages emotional balance. Love that. And, you know, I was just talking about emotional balance myself with communicating and I need me some moonstone like I told y'all before I think I have some need to get some get that emotional balance going okay have you seen no one will save you because I have and I'm gonna psychoanalyze it maybe not psychoanalyze it maybe just critique it but I'm gonna talk about it so if you haven't seen no one will save you that's on Hulu it is a horror sci-fi thriller and it's spooky season so I decided to watch it even though it doesn't really matter if it was spooky season or not I just love watching horror I love watching thrillers and I love watching sci-fi the point being I'm about to psychoanalyze the thing so if you haven't seen it and you like that kind of thing pause this press stop go watch it and then come on bait because here we go now listen I understand that because I may be autistic or whatever, what I don't know, whatever it is, there was a few things that I didn't like. But one of these in particular happens to deal with like my sensory issues or what I don't know what it is. But in horror, in sci-fi, in thrillers, sometimes they have this thing where it's usually the female character breathes hard and when she breathes it almost sounds like a moan just in general the breathing patterns the breathing patterns in horror is outrageous it's horrifying that's the horrifying aspect of it and I don't know if they're doing that on purpose to horrify people like me or if it just so happens to be a horrifying thing that's just on the side of the horror itself. But I'm horrified, okay? I'm tired of watching horror movies where the, where the character is hiding or they're running or whatever. And the panting and the, and the breathing, it does not match up like it would in real life. And I know. You're like, hey, Fee, just enjoy the show. And I would, but I can't. Because that noise irks my soul. Second of all. This movie, I don't know if this movie was supposed to be like a tribute to every horror, like not every horror movie ever written, but to a good, to, to it was a tribute to about a good 10. I felt like I was watching 10 at one time, which is fine sometimes, but when I feel like I can like say, oh, this came from this or this came from that, it's like, okay, <laughs> but that's not... That's not really a bother. I could not believe that I was watching a movie about a psychotic woman who lives by herself. 
and the aliens who are volatile and they want to take over literally mind, body, and spirit. They are somehow empathetic with her story. This woman, first of all, okay, and before I go into this, let me just say this is another trope that I hate in movies in general, in general. And it's something that exists in society as well. And I don't know if, it, you know, the egg came before the chicken or whatever. I don't know if, you know, art creates life or life creates art. The trope where we have to sympathize, where we're, I don't know if this is in particular either of what the authors or the writers want, but sympathizing with a person who is murderous, with a person who is violent, is not my jam. Hate it. Really, really hate it. I mean, I really, 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 really hate it. Okay. I don't understand. I'm supposed to somehow sympathize with a woman who kills her best friend in a rage at 12? Let me tell you something. At 12 years old, a child is in a good state of mind, all right? I'm talking about knows right from wrong is developing who they will who the person who is the person they will be when they get older is is what happens when you're 12. That's who's developing at 12. That's who's simmering and bubbling at 12 is the person who will exist at 42, at 22. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) She's 12 years old and clearly she is mentally there's some she's in the DSM. That's very evident as she is surviving these aliens because only someone who is in the DSM could survive an alien because let's just be realistic. Ain't nobody surviving shit. But that's beside the point. The point is this movie tries to make me sympathize or the audience sympathize over the fact that this woman has brutally killed her best friend in a fit of rage because they arguing about some dumb stuff as 12 year olds do in the middle of the woods, picks up a rock and hits her on the forehead and I'm supposed to sympathize for her. I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, that's sad. Because the aliens forgave her, I should too. By the way, these aliens were murderous as fuck too. It's no wonder they thought that she was a wonderful person or she deserved empathy. And I'm not saying the girl at 12 has to spend the rest of her life in prison or whatever. What I'm telling you is someone who has not worked on themselves at 12 enough to know right from wrong and to know what rocks do on people's heads and in a fit of rage in the argument because she fell down, she can just hit somebody over the head and kill her motherfucking best friend? And then you understand why the uh, the lady uh, spit on the girl? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, no wonder. Hell, spitting was, was gentle. But guess what that old woman did? She had restraint. She just spit on her. She didn't hit her with a rock. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like, Lord, I can't. And this is something, the trope of making people be sympathetic to these aggressors, to these violent people. We can we can sit here and debate on whether we should forgive 12-year-olds or not. Listen, listen, listen. When it comes to death, that's the determining factor, people. You could have punched your best friend in the woods. You could have stepped on her toe. You could have pushed her. 
But no, you had to pick up a rock because that's what you you felt in your heart and your spirit. Let's, man, come on, bro. But I guess it's no wonder that's how she defeated all the aliens. I mean, <laughs> it was just lower. And then at the end, the end where the aliens truly are so empathetic, so sympathetic, so forgiving, so, oh my God, this precious murderous girl of ours who's held such a, such a, a dark, um, pack, uh, bag, baggage, so, so dark of baggage to hold with her. It's no wonder she's so strong in killing us. We must let her go and live in her delusion after where all the town loves her. Everybody's her bestie. I mean, these <laughs> these aliens basically hand her her own delusion on a silver platter where she doesn't have to be anxious and hiding in her, by the way, whole fucking property. She has a property with a little lake. She got, I mean... Girl, <laughs> just Lord. And you know what I will say in terms of you, you know, you've made a decent movie when people are either happy to talk about it or so outraged that they go on their podcast and they talk about it. I guess you've done something. You know what I'm saying? I guess the writers accomplished something. But my God, I mean, I was like, I can't. But I did. And you should too, or hopefully you did. I hope you didn't look at or listen to this rant um, before watching it if you wanted to. But I just, I can't. I can't when it comes to, I think mainly the two things that bothered me the most was the whole sympathy of, and this, again, this happens a lot, real life, um, movies, television, whatever, what have you. People are murdering, abusing, raping and people are somehow supposed to find it in their spirits and hearts to to show forgiveness. And it's like, you can show forgiveness when it's not murder. You know what I'm saying? When it's not the extreme of destroying another person, that's when the forgiveness can take place. That's when we can begin to heal. But when it's talking about murder, I mean, do you understand how many arguments I got into at 12 and I never even considered picking up something and stabbing my friends like I didn't even it wasn't even crossing my mind one way or the other you know what I'm saying and I and, and as someone who has struggled with anger management someone who is a girl who's a ball of rage sometimes I feel like I can talk about this and say that ain't just on everybody's mind But you know what? In the end, I like the fact that she was, even though she was a murdery woman, <laughs> she was a person who could defeat the aliens, you know, to a point, which didn't make sense, by the way. I don't understand how, you know, us as the audience, we see this woman. She's basically got a sprained ankle. She basically has glass in her foot that she's pulled out, but somehow is able to run top speed in the next scene. She's a track star in the next scene. How, Lord? 
as someone who has marched and had blisters on my feet and then tried to speed walk <laughs> the next day or the day of rather to, to evade something, I, let me tell you something. I ain't going to be no top speed in there. Then that was the height of my, uh, I can't say athleticism, but I was fitter, fit. If I could do something, it should have been then. And I'm telling you, you just can't do it, bro. You can't power through when you, when your ankle is compromised. At the very least, you might be able to take off and do a little jog with a, with some glass healing your foot from glass being in there. But an ankle sprain, baby, it ain't happening. You ain't taking off top speed. You're going to break both legs by doing that. I mean, Lord. Maybe I'm just in a... <laughs> maybe I was just in a... Because sometimes I do watch movies. And TV, etc., etc. Where I'm like, okay. I'm enjoying this for what it is. It's all good. This makes zero sense. I'm going to absorb this entertainment and it's going to be great. And I'm going to just continue on with my day. But just sometimes like right now, because I just watched it and I was like, it's got to be fresh for me to tell these folks. But I still like for people to watch. I'm never going to. It's very rare where I'll, I'll tell someone don't watch something. You know, I say watch, you know, everybody has their own taste. Everybody likes their own thing. And I'm down for that. I, unless it's, unless I, especially if I know who I'm talking to, I wouldn't suggest something. If I know someone hates clowns, I'm not going to suggest, you know, a movie with clowns like it or something. But, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not going to discourage people from watching stuff either. But let me tell you, though, that movie was a lot in one thing. You know what? That movie would have been really good as a book or a short story. I feel like there's a level of outrageousness or sympathy pulling that just works better on a page. It just does. Like when it's in a movie though, when you can, when, when a person, I guess the director or whomever decides exactly how they want that image of the words to be, that's when it needs to, that's when things change. That's when it's like, Oh, where do we, where are we going with this? You know, what are we doing? And people say, Oh, well you need the opinions from every aspect. And it's like, do I, do I want to feel comfortable in this time? Do I, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, if <laughs> you loved my synopsis or not, and um, I don't know if you haven't watched it after I've said all that, go see it. No one will save you. It's on Hulu if you got it. All right. And you know what? Since we're talking about it, since since my blood's pumping about it, let's talk about Huluween, a wonderful thing that Hulu has done where they just allow you to press a button and all the horror and thrilling movies for spooky season are there in honor of Halloween and spooky season. Um, I have my tops, you know, or I have my movies where I, that I think if you like horror, if you like thrilling horror, you'll like these movies. They got a good selection too this year. They also, some of these are original Hulu movies. 
So they can only be found on Hulu. So let's get started. Obviously, you can watch No One Will Save You. <laughs> you know, if you want to do it, do it. I Listen, like I said, I'm not going to hold you back. Um, even if a movie is whack, I still like to hear what any every type of person has to say about any type of movie. Because you just never know. It could be so, sometimes things are so bad, they're good. You know, of course, No One Will Save You is that damn bad. But you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so let's get started. These are my top. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. These are my top seven movies that I think you should check out for spooky season that are on Huluween. Okay, let's get started. Bad hair. Okay, bad hair. I am a black woman, Southern. Obviously, I keep saying this, but I think it's so refreshing that Hulu created a horror film about a black woman and her hair. I mean, that in itself can be a horrific situation. And it can be an obsession. And they just took that and ran with it. And I love that. Treehouse. Treehouse is so good. So refreshing. If you don't like um, pro-female things, you know, I don't even know why you're listening to me. But also, you probably won't like this. But Treehouse, to me, is such a good witchy movie. I never see when people are doing their top witch movies, top witchy movies. I never see Treehouse great movie treehouse okay dr sleep i feel like people sleep on dr sleep it's a sequel to the shining and for some reason even though i see people talk about it i don't see enough people talking about it i mean hello hello dr sleep it's it's so it's so creepy and uncomfortable but just the right amount of hope in it which is a very rare thing in horror. Sometimes you're watching horror and it's so endlessly horrifying that you realize, oh, I'm just watching a movie where everybody dies. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, now we getting real scary to me. Okay, the autopsy of Jane Doe. First of all, I was conned into watching this movie. It's it's, But I can't deny that I was scared number one and number two that it's a good horror movie it is what it is it's one of those things that doesn't pretend to be something else and by the time it's done you're like wait a minute how do I actually want more but I know I'm not gonna get it it's weird the autopsy of Jane Doe watch that the last exorcism first of all I don't want to even really talk about the sequel because talking about the sequel sends me back down memory lane of realizing this is when I stopped watching horror for a while. But the first movie in the series, The Last Exorcism, just just quality, just quality. Classic horror in terms of, you know, the subject matter, exorcism, religion, um, small town theory. You know, it's just great. Quality, classic, The Last Exorcism. A newer one, The Menu. I like, again, this is kind of, it reminds me, well, it doesn't remind me of bad hair, but in terms of a refreshing new concept, I like this. Taking something ordinary, um, taking something that we all do or that a, a many people do or are looking forward to and then, and then totally just saying fuck it and doing something really crazy with it that horrifies you. I love that. The menu is so good. I didn't know where they were going, but when I found out, I was like, wow. And to know that one of the characters knew the whole time, <sighs> wow. And then I love the ending, you know? That was that was cute. That was cute. 
Okay. Uh, lastly, <laughs> this one, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, where you're from. I think everybody should watch this movie. I love a good horror that intertwines basically all the holidays together. You know, that last, the Ember months, um, October, November, December. And this movie does all of that. Uh, it's It does the same thing as the menu, bad hair, taking a simple concept. Except this has been done before. But this is this has got a different kind of spin on it. You know, we've seen this before. It's called Puka. Okay. And I think as outrageous and weird um, it is, I like this kind of horror. I want to be laughing as I'm being horrified. Balance it out, baby. Scare me, but make me laugh. And I feel like Puka did that. I do. And I think you should watch it. Okay. So with that, I just want to let, I just want to ask y'all question of the week. What is your favorite or your favorites? to watch during spooky season what are your favorite movies to watch during spooky season or what is your favorite go-to movie to watch during spooky season i'm trying to think myself like i well because i watch horror throughout the year so i'm trying to think what do i go to specifically during spooky season honestly now the puka movie that I just talked about. I definitely watch that every year or try to. They came out with a sequel, but for now, for the sake of the list, you know, just watch that one. But what do I watch during Spooky Season? I don't know, but we'll we'll talk about it on Twitter or Facebook. That's where you can find the question of the week, and that's where you can find any posting, all the details of the episode that are clickable. Okay, question of the week. What is your favorite movie or what are your favorite movies to watch during spooky season? Check those out. Check out those uh, Huluween movies that I just told you about. Um, no, say no to war and make sure you take your vitamins and take your ass to bed. Okay, have a great day and I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you later.